Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Solar Surge podcast. And today we have another special guest for you. Martina Kowalczyk from Solar Time USA is joining us. And Martina and her family have one of the most successful solar installation businesses in the Dallas, Texas area. So Martina, welcome on to the Solar Surge podcast and thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hello, everybody. So some of you may already know Martina from her activities on social media. Uh, she's known as Social Girl, so, sorry, Solar Girl Dallas on Instagram, I believe. And you're also very active on the, the Solar Time YouTube channel as well, which is where I first saw you. Yes, yes. No, I, I've always been active on Instagram. I love the social media platform. You can reach and have so many connections there, but YouTube is my new thing. And I have to say that I got ambitious and motivated by you. But social media, definitely a great platform to be on. Um, and YouTube just recently last year, thanks to you, uh, you motivated me really to do this because you really are good at your show. So thank you for that. Well, thanks. Thanks for the, the support and the encouragement. I'm really excited about what, what you're doing, though. And I'd like to talk more about YouTube and kind of what you're doing on YouTube, because I think the videos are great. I saw some of your top five comparisons and that sort of thing. But um, let's just, you know, for those that, that, that don't know you, how did your family get started in the solar business? Because I understand you've been, you've been doing this for quite some time now. Yeah, no, it's been ever since, since I was a kid. Uh, my dad had a solar company back home in Poland. Um, he started it um, in 2008. Um, and, you know, I was still a kid and, you know, he kept pumping solar mindset into my head. Um, and then back in 2016, 2015, actually, I moved to the United States. And a year later, he came after me. He said, Martina, since you left the home country, now you have to continue my legacy of solar time in America as well. <laughs> so he brought it over here for me to, you know, continue upon his legacy and build that business with him. So I've been loving it ever since I started. That's great. That's great. So what is what is solar like in Europe? Because my understanding is that Europe is actually quite more advanced than we are here in the United States in terms of solar adoption. So uh, what, what are some of the reasons that homeowners in Europe are choosing to go solar? And you're absolutely right. They are a little bit forward. And also the mindset is totally different. So when my dad came here back in 20, uh, 2016, most of our marketing was about going green and helping the environment. And, you know, we kind of hit the wall with all that marketing because especially in Texas, people really didn't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. They don't. Um, I'm not saying everybody, but it wasn't the right marketing strategy for Texas to pitch going green and, uh, you know, um, the eco-friendliness of solar panels. But um, Europe is a pioneer when it comes to solar. I mean, they've been doing solar water heating for years. Geothermal pumps are huge. Um, you know, solar, if you go to Europe, it's almost on every other home. <laughs> So we definitely have a bright future ahead of us, Joe. Like, you know, it's coming for us now. And this is what we can turn America into, that everybody can have that renewable energy available. Yeah, no, it definitely seems to be going that way. I mean, what little I do know about the European energy market is that electric rates are higher in Europe on average than they are in the U.S., especially in Texas. Like you said, if you're, if you're trying to sell solar because you got to save on your electric bill in Texas, I mean, now it's starting to get bad, but you know, when you when your family started in the solar business in Texas, there wasn't really a, a financial case to be made for it. No, no, you're right. It was actually tough. I mean, the beginnings are always tough for any company, right? But uh, but we stuck around and we built our business on customer service and building relationships. We fell in love with how friendly Americans were to us, you know. Um, and we built relationships with people, and we kind of made it into like this 
um, not just a sale, it's like a process of building a relationship with the homeowner where, you know, they call you a year later asking, hey, do you have any openings for a job? And, you know, now they work for us. So we like the community for sure. Yeah. yeah. But going back to the Europe thing, I mean, they're advanced. Now, the cool thing about Europe is like, for example, in Poland, I like to um, tell that to my customers in Texas, uh, north side of the roof in Texas produces like south in Poland. <laughs> so there's a lot less yield from, you know, because they're higher up on planet Earth. Um, but also systems are much smaller because they don't have central AC units, right? So like an average system is a three kilowatt system, right? And in Texas, we do like a 12 on average. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you, when you, you talk about that, you know, how, how your relationship with a client can evolve into other things. That is one of the things that I, I sort of miss about the early days when I was getting into solar as an installer. It was that everybody that was going solar at that time was was like a solar enthusiast. Mm -hmm. You know, they were really just into the idea of being energy independent or some for, you know, going green. But a lot of people just wanted that energy independence and that and that peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, of course, as you know, there's a lot of people that have come into the industry recently from other industries, a lot of the sales people have kind of taken over. And unfortunately, I think kind of tarnished the image of solar and what solar is all about. Um, what are some of the things that have worked for you and your family business? Because this is now, I guess you could say a multi-generational business. Yeah. And what are some things that you've seen that, that work if you're looking for long-term solar business success versus some of these tactics that you see out there with some of these cheap companies? Yeah. Um, my dad from the beginning told me, you know, in solar, we are very dependent upon incentives, right? Mm -hmm. There are good years in solar and there's bad years in solar, right? Depending on what incentives are available. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the biggest thing that helped us was just, and this is different, um, but we don't really chase the money. <laughs> We don't, we didn't care for quick money, make money quick, do as much, you know, as much work just to make money fast. We focused on building strong roots. Um, like I told you with those customer relationships, they, I have customers from seven years ago that are still referring me to this day because of the relationship we've built with them. So I think any new company should definitely, instead of grasp for that dollar, focus on building strong roots so that, you know, we, we, it was so hard to sell at the beginning back in 2016, 2017, nobody wanted to buy. I mean, the return on investment was 12 years right? Mm -hmm. and yeah. you stay in your home for seven on average. So it was tough. But if you develop strong roots, when that um, flood of solar uh, installation came last year, right? Last year was huge because of the spikes in electricity rates. We held strong to those roots and we stuck and a lot of people just, you know, were blown away by, you know, awful installations. That I think that's where a lot of bad rep comes from in the industry, too, is just not doing a good job installing that product. And it doesn't work. And then, you know, the installer is out of the business and, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I see two things that, that well, two things that, that stick out of me. First is um, unethical sales professionals. I mean, I use that term loosely professionals, but you have salespeople that don't really understand what they're saying, or some salespeople are just outright lying to the homeowner about what solar can and cannot do. And again, it's very short term thinking, Hey, let yeah. me get a quick commission. Now, mm -hmm. six months, the homeowners got a system systems, not doing what they were promised. Nobody can get a hold of the sales rep. He's out scamming somebody else probably. Yep. And then on the other side is you, you see the installation companies, 
And, and you see some of the installation companies, they see all that growth potential and they decide they want growth at all costs, even if that means bad installations, upset customers, bad reviews, and they think that, oh, well, well I'm going to grow, I'm going to grow, I'm going to get all this more profit. But the thing is, you actually end up killing yourself yep. because the bad reviews and all the warranty service, when you do a cheap install, you're going to pay for it sooner or later. Yeah. Right? You know, if a homeowner's roof leaks, you're going to you're going back out there, you're going to have to deal with that sooner or mm -hmm. later. And that's why I tell a lot of folks, you know, in solar, just like with anything else, you get what you pay for. And this is really not one of those things where you want to like find the cheapest guy mm -hmm. in town. The, the cheapest cheap. guy in town is not who you want to be installing things on your roof, is not who you want to be doing surgery on your home's electrical system. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And the unethical sales reps, I think this was also another reason why I wanted to do this YouTube channel is to educate homeowners so they can see those red flags. I mean, salespeople just lying about production. I mean, you know, it makes my blood boil <laughs> when I, you know, I'm very angry because I really, I care for homeowners. I care for, you know, everybody. We should all care for other people, but you're right. Quick commission, quick install, quick money. Nothing that is done quick lasts long, right? Yep. And that's, and that's, I mean, just like anything else, you get what you pay for. If it seems too good to be true, it's probably not true. And so, you know, and I may upset some people out there saying this, but if you're a homeowner and you're looking at solar and maybe battery storage options for your home, if you're shopping on price as your primary factor, that tells me that you are an unsophisticated buyer and you probably want to just kind of take a pause on this because I'm telling you the cheapest provider in the solar space is not the company you want to partner with for 25 years in keeping your system healthy. It's just not. And if you don't know what other factors to focus on, we can help teach you some of the other factors and some of the questions to ask, like what inverter system are you using? What's your warranty service uh, response time? Um, and some other things that are really going to affect the long-term security and, and reliability of your system. But, but just chasing a cheap price, you know, I think a lot of people make that mistake, mm -hmm. you know, because they think, oh, the contractor's just ripping me off. It's like, no, maybe, maybe the contractor's been in business for more than four or four or five years. Yeah. And maybe the contractor knows that it's not just about getting the system installed right now. It's about keeping that relationship mm -hmm. healthy over 25 years. Yeah. No, and what are your thoughts on that? No, you're exactly right. And one thing that, you know, a lot of the time I tell my listeners on my YouTube channel is read the contract. You know, if somebody is promising you something, you should definitely review. If it's not in writing, it didn't happen, right? So I think that's one way to protect yourself and, you know, not just comparing quotes because one thing that I see all the time happening in Texas specifically is a homeowner will come with a multiple quotes and say, well, this system, it's a 10 KW and it produces X and this system, you're telling me it's going to produce less. Why would I go with you? You know, it's, you know, because they're not educated and there's so many resources out there, um, even governmental websites that you can calculate how much really you can generate realistically, you know, from your system. So I totally agree with you. And I think, um, you know, those scammy ads on Facebook that you see all the time, you know, this solar governmental solar program is going to give you the panels for free and we're going to give you a check, you know. Um, like I said, I just I really want to fight that, um, fight that hard and educate homeowners and help them because solar is such a great thing to sell for us. I mean, we're helping people save money. Um, we're helping the planet, right? Um, so we're doing such a good thing, but we have a really bad rep. 
because of some some of those door knockers that come and force you um, to just sign. That's another thing I would definitely recommend is don't feel forced. Like if you feel forced to sign on that first meeting, that's another red flag, right? This is a $30,000, $50,000 investment. You're not just going into a dealership and buying a car like this because you thought about it today. I mean, do you? <laughs> Right, right. I hope you don't should go shopping yeah. that way. <laughs> so definitely take your time. I think um, as long as we can keep educating people, we can help homeowners get the systems that they that they should. Custom systems, right? Because mm -hmm. that's another important thing, I, I believe, is making that system tailored to your energy needs. And, you know, not just saying, oh, my average bill is $200 a month. I mean, that's not enough, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's really about accuracy and really getting it right. And it's, again, oftentimes... The, the, the company or the individual that has the best grasp of exactly what your needs are and how to design a system to those needs, that's not going to be the cheapest bidder in town. Because, I mean, even the software is expensive. I know the software Absolutely. that we use, we use the Aurora system. Uh, no, I'm not sponsored by Aurora. This is just what we've chosen. We've, we've taken a look at a number of the different options out there. But we want to make sure that when we give a projection, because mm -hmm. you're basing this $30,000, $40,000 investment off of my projection in large part, we want to make sure that we get those numbers right or as close to right as possible. Absolutely. No, and I, I agree. Aurora is a really good program. I personally don't use it, but I've considered it for sure. Another thing that uh, helps company uh, stay in business longer, I think, is... Uh, paying their salespeople not just by commission but also salary and i know a lot of you solar reps out there might be like what are you crazy i want to make ten thousand dollars of this system but you gain and retain very good sales representatives that during those slow months have an income source because that's one thing that i've had my sales manager has been with us for i mean two years since five years now, or six years almost. Um, another one of my reps has been a customer for years and he came on board too. So I think if you, and people might hate me for this, but if you provide a base salary to someone and then commission as, a, um, as an incentive, they're gonna do good and they're gonna respect you as their employer for helping them stay financially stable, if you know what I mean. And this might not be important, but just something. No, no, this is good. And, you know, I, I like, love hearing your perspective on this because, you know, this is part of what we're trying to do with the podcast is making sure that people that are having success in the business, what are they doing? Yeah. You know, especially companies that are here for the long term, because as you know, there's tons of fly by nights out there and mm -hmm. they're here today. They're going to be gone tomorrow. And, and that's not what you want to model, even though it might seem like, wow, they're growing really fast right now, mm -hmm. but they're going to be out of business in three years. So that's yeah. why we're, we're here to hear your perspective on this. Yeah, no, for sure. So I want to get back to the YouTube thing a little bit, because that's kind of like what, what brought us together or yeah. how we kind of discovered each other was on YouTube. And it does seem that you take a very similar approach that we do, which is like, hey, there's a lot of bad information out there. I want to make sure that my potential clients go into this process with their eyes wide open. So, you know, how have you been able to use YouTube as an education tool but also as a business development or a marketing tool. How does that work for you? What's your approach? Sure. So we we kind of started hoping that um, we would educate people, just like you said. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you don't have that much time with the homeowner. You can send them a quick video and, you know, they retain more information, especially if you sell multiple products and you customize the system. Um, but I was personally surprised with how well it started growing the YouTube channel. So we've started having homeowners call us and 
try to buy a system from me directly, kind of like, you know, with you. Um, but I, I don't do that, right? I don't sell where I don't install just because I really want to focus on building a small company. Um, I always say with my dad, if we make enough money to go on vacation a few times a year, if we can pay people, right? You know, we don't need to be making millions, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'll be happy. We just don't chase the dollar. But, and here I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, remind me, the question was the YouTube. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it definitely kind of, I started talking to people from New York, from California, you know, from Montana, people would, you know, reach out to me and just ask. And um, at first, obviously, you don't want to make money off of it yet. But, um, you know, I was trying to see, hey, maybe I can design a system, I'm not going to sell it to you, but I'll, you know, analyze your energy usage, and I'll help you decide which quote would be best for you, right? So more of a consulting uh, type of approach. Um, but I'm still a baby, not like you, Joe, like in the whole <laughs> YouTube <laughs> sphere. <laughs> so I'm definitely learning. My goal really is just to educate people. And it does help my business. I have people calling my office and saying, hey, I've saw Martina on YouTube. I would like to get a quote from you guys. I'm in Dallas. And I'm like, okay, great. Come on. <laughs> you know, so yeah, if that answers your question. Yeah. No, no, it does. It does. And, and I, I totally understand, too. There, there's this temptation. And, and we saw it when we started with YouTube, too. We would have viewers come in from everywhere. So, you know, one thought was, well, we should start selling solar to everybody everywhere since they all see us on YouTube. And I was like, well, if we don't have an installer that's going to meet the same standards and values that we just were articulating earlier, mm -hmm. there's really no reason for us to put our name next to theirs and get a homeowner engaged in a contract where we don't necessarily know if that installer uh, is going to work. And so we actually, we focus on three main states. Mm -hmm. Now we do offer our service in a total of nine states currently where we have good installer relationships, but it's really three main states where 80% plus of our business takes place. Texas is one of them, California and Florida um, are the other top three. And for us, I think it's similar. I would rather focus on, on a smaller geographic area, but where I know I'm going to have really good treatment and delivery from our installation mm -hmm. partner, then try to just be everything for everybody. Yeah, no, that's how you break your legs. I think if you run too fast, you know, uh, but you're doing it right because you're right that, um, you know, sell is one part of the process, but then the delivery of that product, a working solution for a homeowner, and then, you know, service, you know, you have a lot on your shoulders to make sure that the installer you're working with um, is going to do quality job and is going to be there if there's, like you said, maybe a leak. And leaks happen just because they happen. But, you know, if you're working with a reputable company, you're going to get it fixed, no issue. And they're going to fix the roof. They're going to fix whatever they do because they care for their reputation, right? Because they want to mm -hmm. stay in business long term. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're doing it right. I really, uh, I admire that about you for sure. You know, not just grasping everything you can make money quick, but long-term. Long-term. Got to have long-term perspective. And so, uh, again, that's, that's why we, we want to do a lot with YouTube. Now, the other thing that we do is, you know, a lot of our projects have battery storage attached to the solar. And, of course, when you add batteries to the mix, there's more risk. And I think there's, there's even more education needed on the homeowner side because, you know, batteries are not magic. Batteries have limitations. Mm -hmm. And although they, they can provide secure power during a, a blackout, 
you have to really be mindful of how you're drawing power during a blackout. Otherwise, you can drain the batteries too fast, just like your cell phone. You have it running too many apps at the mm -hmm. same time, the battery's going to drain out. Same thing with a home backup battery. If you have too many appliances running, the battery may overload, or you may just you know drain the battery overnight because too many things are running overnight before the solar can come up. So, you know, that, that particularly we want to make sure that people understand how these systems work. And then, of course, if, if you want to buy one, if you want to get one installed, you know, if you're in a state where we have a good installer, we're happy to help you, you know, through that process. Absolutely. No, you're right. And it's battery. Uh, and that's another cake of our industry. Another part of the pie is um, designing it right. Just like you said, and setting expectations of homeowners, right, because, Again, going back to that unethical rep, somebody's going to come and sell you one 10 kWh battery and say, it's going to do it all, you know, and then suddenly there is an outage and you want to run your AC and it's not even turning on and the system is turning off because it can't even pull that much power. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that because happens all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one thing that angers me again so much about just not educating people. And, you know, it's not one size fits all solution. And, and that's why analyzing your energy consumption before deciding what you're going to do is so important. So not only looking at your annual consumption to design the solar part of the system, but also looking at daily consumption to see how much power you need, um, stored in your, in your battery, but also looking through an electrical panel and deciding, you know, which breakers can I really realistically back up? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just need, there needs to be more education in within solar companies so that reps can explain it to people. And even if they do decide to go with one 10 kWh battery, I mean that's fine as long as the homeowner knows no say no AC is going to run on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. and and I well I don't know your experience, but mine is in in Texas that's almost never the case. No. You know, in Texas, <laughs> if if you ask them directly. Do you want to have the air conditioning? Most of my clients in Texas want to have air conditioning. Absolutely. Then, 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 then we're typically looking at a much larger battery, yeah. more expensive. But if that's what you know, that's what you need mm -hmm. to do what you want to do. Absolutely. And in, in Texas, you've you've seen on TV. I mean, we've had crazy winter storms mm -hmm. the past few years. Uh, two years ago, we lost power from Monday through Thursday. You know, and people have had so many pipes burst, home damage, home damage. So, yeah. so there is definitely a need for it um but you know homes everything in texas is bigger i like to say that. <laughs> uh, which means our consumption is bigger too so something that works for a home in california or home in seattle doesn't at all match what our home consume in texas i mean my home uses 30 kilowatt hours a day but my parents house consumes 150 kilowatt hours a day you know mm -hmm. so you just have to, I always tell people, if you're going to do battery, do it right. You know, if you're going to spend your money, your hard earned money, do it right and do it with a company that knows what they're doing. <laughs> you know, that they can do a load calculation. They know what the power surge needs to be in order to jumpstart your AC or, you know, th they need to know how to explain it to you. So you know what you're buying. Um, et cetera. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure you agree with that. Right? Yeah, no, no, you have to. I mean, the more complex the system, the more education is needed up front. Yeah. Um, because these are huge investments. And, and, and like I said earlier, you know, also this idea of the cheapest guy in town, if you're doing solar and batteries, don't worry about cheapest guy in town. Worry about a, a team that's properly trained, properly qualified, 
to do this work un understands it. And, and and frankly, if you're a consumer and you ask the right questions during the sales process, mm -hmm. I think you can get a pretty good gut feeling of whether the person you're talking to really understands what they're what they're saying, Absolutely. or are they just trying to fumble through the, the brochure or the script mm -hmm. that they've been giving, you know, to sell you this product. So you, you have to have that right. No, you're totally right. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that trust those reps uh, because, I mean, you do. We, we, we trust people, <laughs> right? So, but you're right. The gut feeling is important. And I always say, take your time. Don't feel rushed into anything. You know, if you if somebody says you need to sleep over, uh, sleep on it, sleep on it. I mean, take your time. It's your money you're spending, not their money, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Uh, but yeah, backup is, it's going to be huge. And I'm really, really excited about the future of that, you know, self-consumption and time of use that's coming. You know, you did a great video, by the way, on, on the California changes coming in on net metering. It's a big thing now. It's coming yeah. right around the corner now. Yeah, no. And I, we have that in Texas and a lot of co-ops where we pay, we get paid avoided costs for any, you know, excess solar sent back to the grid. So we're kind of used to it, but that's where backup is going to start to stay is going to start to see return on investment finally, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Because because you can basically, instead of having to, to sell to the utility at a discounted rate, you can say, well, I'll just store it in my battery. At nighttime, I'll just draw what I need from the battery instead of having to draw it from, you know, from the power company. Absolutely. So I do like that. Um, but Martina, I like a lot of what you're doing too, though, and, and particularly, um, you know, making solar available and palatable for, for female consumers in this space. You know, I know a lot of the terms, sometimes the terms might seem like they're, they're intimidating or whatever. A lot of the, the equipment you were mentioning, earlier, a lot of the equipment is not very not pretty, you know, <laughs> to have, have on your wall, you know, a lot of this bulky equipment, but can you explain a little bit, why is it important to you to make sure that solar is something that women can understand and access as well? Cause I think you, you do a great job of that probably better than anybody else out there. Yeah. And I think a lot of men watching will agree that men tend to be the boss of the household, but the wives are the boss of the boss. You know, <laughs> my mom would always say that, you know, the, the husband is the head, but the wife is the neck. The wife is the one that moves it around. <laughs> so, um, you know, again, let, when we started back in 2016, people really didn't like the look of solar. Solar wasn't a pretty thing to have. Mm. A lot of the times women, wives would say, I don't want it on the front of my house. And that's a Southern roof. Like that's the best part. That's where you're going to get the money, your money's worth. But, um, you know, the, so I think the industry kind of got the feeling. I mean, we started, we used to install polycrystalline panels. Now we're doing black on black panels on most roofs. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was one appeal. Another thing that um, I really like that I'm seeing at this show at InterSolar is that they're making those batteries look much prettier now. I mean, one thing, uh, a lot of the time that I deal with homeowners, what they don't like is when we come to install and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much stuff on the wall. I mean, you know, and, and we have to explain better and better that backup, you're becoming your own utility company during a power outage, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. It's going to come with stuff. But I think the industry needs to be um, a little bit more aesthetic. We have to make things aesthetically pleasing. So there are some batteries that really do look good and, you know, making them look good. But appealing to wives, it really is just, um, you know, explaining to, th to them the financial benefits of the whole thing. And not always 
talking to them about all the technicality of things. To them, what's most important is, is it saving me money? I mean, is it really making financial sense? Or should we put that money towards our kid's college fund? Like, you know, explaining to them the financial aspect, I think, is a big part of the of the whole deal. Um you know, versus talking technicalities. I mean, I've gone to sales calls multiple times. I spoke with women and most of the time we talk about money. <laughs> you know, yeah. we know how to spend money well. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, that, and, that, and that's a good point too. I, 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 I can think of a few clients where, you know, the husband is so into the, just the technology yeah. of it all. And we're kind of geeking out on, on the specs and everything, all that. But the wife was like, is this actually a good, you know, investment, you know, with, with, with a little bit less emotion and more, more analysis. Yeah. And a, and a good sales representative knows how to, you know, what to tell you. Like you ask the right question to figure out, is this person more of an engineer and they want all the details. You don't talk to a woman that did not even ask you about wattage of the panel about specifications of the inverter <laughs> i mean you're killing the deal if you do that <laughs> you know yeah. you're that, lost yeah. her <laughs> yeah, but i've seen that happen many times you know and usually it's 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 a younger inexperienced sales professional that that wants to wants to let the homeowner know that hey he knows his stuff yes but they didn't ask that question they don't <laughs> yeah. they don't want to know about watts and kilowatt hours what they what they asked was what's my return on investment or absolutely you know, you know, fill in the blank yeah so you just have great. to yeah no I'm, I'm sorry you just have to find the what what is their problem? What are they trying to solve? How can we help them get there? Um, and that's what you provide. But yeah, women, I'm not gonna lie. They're um, we are usually the block <laughs> in the road to solar mm -hmm. for a lot of um, for a lot of husbands. And you know, even the other day, I got a text from a customer. My wife gave me the green light. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so we just have to make it appealing uh, appealing when it comes to like the looks. Right. We are getting used to seeing solar more. And that's one thing that I would always tell my 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 customers is, uh, you know, if three homes on your street got a pool, your wife is going to be like, can we get a pool, too? Everybody's getting a pool right now. If you're going to have five homes out of 10 getting solar panels, eventually we're going to get to a point where it's going to be a more of a, an emotional buy too, where, you know, I want it because other people have it. Right. But if you're one of the first people in the neighborhood, you're like, oh, my God, people are going to hate me. Are my neighbors going to be mad at me for having this on my roof? I mean, it's your roof. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, we do care what people say about us. So, yeah. Well, as you said, I mean, that's one of the nice things to see, too. You know, I, I've been in this this business for a while. And I remember the first battery systems that we installed, they were ugly. They were smelly. In some cases they were a fire hazard. Yeah. You know, now you do have aesthetically nicer looking solar panels, nicer looking wall, wall mounted batteries. Mm -hmm. It's not like it has to be in a box in the garage somewhere. Sure. You yeah. know, it can mount on the wall. looks nice. And, uh, and frankly, I think with energy rates going the way that they are, more and more people are going to at least consider this, you know, as an alternative. Absolutely. You, know, you see your electric bill go up 30%, 40% year over year you know, you're at least going to take a second look at solar and say, hey, does it really make sense? Well, at least let me let me let me, let me take yeah, a look yeah. at the numbers. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And especially in Texas last year, I mean, we've had homeowners that, you know, paid two hundred dollars on in the summer. And now they're paying eight hundred dollars. I had one customer that sent me a one thousand two hundred electric bill. And he's mm. like, Martina, I need this ASAP. And I'm like, OK, come on, <laughs> let's yeah. do it now. Yeah. So. So they just need a little push. And a lot of the time people don't really see that um, increase in electric rates because, you know, we assume the average for three and a half percent 
increase over time, but you have those years when you're going to have a 50% spike, then it's going to go down a little bit, but then, you know, so it's just education. I mean, it makes sense to do it. I've been doing this. <laughs> You've been doing this for years. We have solar on our homes. We believe in it. And but yeah, it's, it's, it's much easier to buy from a sales rep that actually believes in the product. Right. And if they have like, do they actually have that system on their roof? You know, that's a pretty good selling point for me. And that's what I love about my reps is that they all do. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, they can, they can show the homeowner, their apps, their bills, their product and, it speaks for itself. It does. It speaks for itself. I mean, I know that's one of the most powerful sales tools I've ever used personally is just say, hey, let me pull up and show you what my system is doing now. Yeah. And I explain kind of how the power flow goes from the solar to the batteries. You know, what, what does it look like if the generator is running? Yeah. And, um, you know, although we don't have all of our reps, I can't say that all of our reps have solar themselves. What I can say is that the ones that do are the most successful, yeah. you know, by far. Absolutely. So... Yeah. Well, Martina, it's been great, you know, sitting here and chatting with you again. So, so Mar Martina, you've got the YouTube channel, all right? You're active on Instagram as well. Is that mm -hmm. right? Any other yep. social platforms where you have a presence? No, just, uh, you know, Facebook, but that's, I always re uh, reserve Facebook for family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely go follow me on um, solargirl.dallas. Um, I'd love to have you there. I'm super active. It's not just about solar. It's, you know, just... As a young business owner, business business professional, business professional. Sorry, um, you know, going through life. YouTube, absolutely, go check us out there. Solar Time USA. Um, we were a little bit lazy last year, I would say, with putting up uh, videos. But definitely, this year is going to be the year where we can, you know, educate more and more and help the industry and help the consumers um, get what they want. You know. Yeah. And, and that's really what the industry needs. We don't need any more pushy salespeople. What mm -hmm. we need is more good information, more education. And so that's why I'm so grateful for what you're doing. Um, and um, yeah, just hope, hope to see yeah. uh, the content that you put out this year and hopefully catch up with you at the next, uh, the next, next big show. solar conference. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, I enjoy your videos and I can't wait to be part of, you know, of this and the bigger picture, you know, we can change this industry. <laughs> we can make it a really good industry and make money while we do that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. folks, again, Martina here from Solar Time and Solar Girl Dallas on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for thank joining us so on much. the podcast. Yep.